Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this episode comes from FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the simplest solution for invoicing and getting paid faster for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and small businesses. Get a 30-day unrestricted free trial by going to freshbooks.com slash tiny and entering tiny leaps, big changes in the how did you hear about us section. In this episode, I want to talk about the alternatives to a to-do list. I know this is a uh, important topic, so make sure you pay attention because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Big changes. Big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas. And before we jump in, uh, for those of you who are curious, the song used in today's episode is by Raven and Crane. It's called Call Me Again. You can find it on YouTube uh, or you can head over to my YouTube, youtube.com slash Greg Clunas, where I'm doing a better job or trying to do a better job of having all of these songs listed in a playlist there. So head over to youtube.com slash Greg Clunas and you should be able to find it or just do a search for Call Me Again by Raven and Crane. So in this episode, I want to talk about to-do lists and quite frankly, just how terrible they really are. You've probably experienced this yourself. Uh, You sit down in the morning or the night before, you create a to-do list, you uh, start working on it and maybe you get one or two things done, but eventually things fall astray. And by the end of the day, you've got more stuff written on the paper than you had in the beginning, but there's not all that much finished. And this is unfortunate because the truth of the matter is that 41% of tasks on a to-do list never gets done. And this holds true for me. It holds true for basically everyone I know. A to-do list is a poor way of getting yourself to do stuff. I know for me personally, uh, every time I sit down and make a to-do list, I end up getting more overwhelmed than if I had just tackled something. 
yes, it can help to have things written out and and have it all laid out in front of you. But one of these struggles that you run into with that is that there's just no prioritization. There's no context added by the to-do list. And there's actually something called the uh, Zagernik effect. I might be pronouncing that completely wrong. If I am wrong, uh, find me on Twitter or uh, Instagram at Greg Clunas and just let me know how you're supposed to say it. But there is something called the Zagernik effect and it states that people remember interrupted or incomplete tasks better than completed tasks. What this essentially means is that that 41% of tasks, the stuff that you are not getting done on your to-do list is sitting on your head. It is affecting you. It is stopping you from completing other stuff on your to-do list, which makes it sort of a cyclical effect. And it's unfortunate because the type of person who sits and creates a to-do list is the type of person who wants to be high performing. We want to get stuff done. We want to do more and be more valuable. And it's it's just unfortunate that the main method of getting stuff done that we all tend to follow is just not very effective. Uh, A couple of other things that we need to consider. To-do lists are often filled with incomplete information. So as I mentioned before, uh, it lists out tasks, but it doesn't give you stuff like due dates for those tasks. It doesn't uh, tell you anything about task complexity. It doesn't tell you anything about uh, which you should prioritize. It doesn't tell you much about how urgent a task is or the changing nature of tasks. Maybe sometimes a task isn't that urgent and then two days later it becomes top priority. And that happens all the time in corporate America and in being self-employed. So to-do lists don't reflect that information. And it really doesn't tell you much about what tasks are required in order to tackle the task you want to do. Uh, So for example, maybe you have something on your to-do list that requires uh, X number of things to be done before it, and it needs this person involved and that person involved, and uh, you need to use this software and log into this thing. It really doesn't tell you much about the system required to get that task accomplished. And so what ends up happening Because you have uh, such incomplete information, you tend to just look at everything on the list as equal. And as a result, subconsciously, you choose the tasks that are uh, seem less complex or seem less difficult because you want to just make some momentum. You want to just get some stuff done. And the uh, the bad thing about that, unfortunately, is that you end up wasting your time on things that just aren't that important and just aren't that valuable. And in addition to all of that, it just gets incomprehensible. By the end of the day, you have so much added to your list because to-do lists end up being fluid. You know, you create one in the morning, but then your project manager assigns something else or your boss assigns something else and you have to add it to the list. And where does it go on the list? Like what is the level of urgency and how do you show that on the list as compared to the other tasks? And so by the end of the day, you end up having a list that has the the main stuff, but then scribbled in the corners is another checkbox with something that you can barely read because you wrote it really quickly in a meeting or whatever it is. Like it's, it's just not a very good system. Uh, and finally, Finally, as I mentioned, you know, we tackle the easier stuff first, uh, and that's mostly because of the emotional weight attached to it. 
For example, uh, let's say you have a to-do list and one thing is very clearly more important than the others. Uh, all of a sudden you start to ask the questions like, what if I can't do it? What if I screw up? What if I can't get it done on time? What if I'm not good enough? Like all of this stuff is happening in the background, by the way. You may not be uh, directly asking that question. It's happening in the back of your mind and it's sitting there and, and pushing you to tackle the easier stuff because it allows you to feel like you're making progress, which is great. It's good to make progress, but it's even better to make the right progress. It's even better to work on the things that actually matter. So when we get back, I'm going to dive into three alternatives to the to-do list, things that have helped me in my personal life of getting more stuff done, and I believe will help you as well. But first, a quick word from our sponsor today, uh, FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the simplest solution for invoicing and getting paid as a freelancer, solopreneur, entrepreneur, small business, basically anyone who works for themselves, works in the gig economy, works on the side with a side hustle. FreshBooks is the best way to keep track of all of your stuff, uh, make sure you're getting paid on time, and send those invoices out. And, and one of the reasons I love FreshBooks, because this is one of those products that I've used myself and continue to use and will be relying on come tax season. One of the reasons I love them is because the nature of work is changing. Uh, we currently live in a world where it is easier than ever to make a side income. It is easier than ever to make a full-time income right from the comfort of your own home using a laptop or a mobile phone or just doing something you love. Maybe you do want to open a brick and mortar shop. Maybe you do want to uh, start an agency and, and get an office and so on and so forth. Uh, FreshBooks makes it easy to take advantage of this land grab that we're all in. It makes it easier to get paid and easier to invoice. And those are the two things that, quite frankly, drive your business's success, your ability to generate money and get that money into your bank account. And FreshBooks is the glue that makes that possible. Now, not long ago, and remember, we're talking five, 10 years ago, not that long ago, it was kind of weird to be an entrepreneur. It was kind of weird to have something on the side from your main job. It was kind of weird to push yourself to make an income outside of your salary. And because of that, the world is not created for us, the people who dream and want to build something, the world is not there to serve us. And, and so uh, we need to utilize the tools that are designed to make our lives easier because those are the tools that were fast enough once this sea change started to happen and realized what was coming. And so they built something specifically for us. That is why I love FreshBooks so much. And they're currently rebranding. They're they're changing things to make it even easier. So the all new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features. You can create and send professional looking invoices in less than 30 seconds. You can set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and you can get paid up to four days faster. And finally, 
And this is the cool thing. You can see when your client has seen the invoice and put an end to the guessing game. Do you know how many times I have to follow up with uh, sponsors or clients or, or students or whomever it is that I'm I'm billing to say, oh, did did you get did you get the invoice? Like I, you haven't paid it yet. It's been two months. Have you have you seen? I don't have to do that anymore with FreshBooks. FreshBooks allows me to see. Okay, they did see it or they didn't see it, and remove the guessing game. It allows me to alter the way I approach them, and and there's just no more confusion. Uh, so that's why I partnered with them to get you a 30 day unrestricted free trial. And here's how you claim it. Go to freshbooks.com slash tiny and enter tiny leaps, big changes in the how did you hear about us section. That's freshbooks.com slash tiny and enter tiny leaps, big changes in the how did you hear about us section. So jumping back in, uh, we're going to talk about some alternatives to the to-do list. This is stuff that I personally do now and try to do and remember to do every single time I need to uh, prioritize things and create a task list and so on and so forth. Uh, and, and there's three alternatives that I want to share, all of which I've used, all of which have worked really well. Uh, there's different sort of benefits and drawbacks to each. So we're going to talk about that all right now. Uh, the first is to use your calendar. I've talked about this in past episodes. Uh, a calendar differs from a to-do list for a couple of reasons. One, you can block out time So you can take the time ahead of time to sit down and figure out this task should take me five minutes, this should take 15, this should take 20, this should take an hour and a half and put that time on the calendar so that you can know going into it uh, what order you're going to do things and what's going to eat up the most energy, the most time, the most focus and prioritize those things earlier. Blocking things into your calendar also has the hidden benefit of allowing other people to see what you're working on. And I know that sounds a little bit scary, but it's actually incredibly valuable because when somebody sees that you're in the middle of a time block working on some big report or some big project, all of a sudden they bother you far less. And as a result, you're actually able to get things done. Uh, So calendars are beautiful for that reason. In addition to that, it has an alert feature. And so you can set a timer that goes off five minutes before the task needs to start. And so you're constantly being pinged and told that you need to be working on this thing now. You need to be working on that thing now. One drawback to the calendar is that sometimes tasks just take longer than you think they will. And and so uh, you end up going over and pushing into time for other things. My advice for that, the thing I've started doing is just cutting it off. You know, if I estimated an hour and a half and it takes me more, once an hour and a half hits, I just shut down on that project, move to something else, unless it is super high priority needs to be done right now, in which case I bump something for it. And and so by living by those two rules and being pretty brutal about shutting down and moving to something else when the time runs out, it's actually allowed me to focus more and get the thing done in that time frame. Uh, so the second thing we want to talk about is using a project management tool. Now, this this is more targeted towards businesses, but I'm going to make a case for why it matters in your personal life as well. If you think of your life and the things you do as projects, all of a sudden, project management tools makes a lot of sense. So. A project management tool works really well because it can store all of the information. So this solves the problem that we talked about before of a to-do list not having context around what matters and who's involved and and what 
is required to get it done. A project management tool has all of the information about that task stored in other parts of the tool. And so you can pull all of that in to figure that information out and prioritize accordingly. Uh, It's also a really great tool because you can assign things to other people. So again, if uh, a project they're working on for your job requires somebody else's help, you can send them a ping by just clicking a button and assigning something to them. I personally use Asana, which I've touched on in past episodes, but um, you can use whichever one works for you. Trello is also really good. And then finally, the number one thing I've done, and quite frankly, this is a hard uh, shift to make, but it's super valuable, is to focus on doing one single thing. So what I mean by this is go into your day with the understanding that if you could only get a single thing done for the entire day, just one thing that this is the most important thing for you to tackle. And what that's going to allow you to do is focus extremely on just that single task and make sure that you're tackling the most important task, which is uh, probably even more important than every other aspect of this. And this is one of those alternatives to a to-do list that is difficult to get your head around in the beginning. You know, how do you do just one thing? How do you prioritize just one thing? Uh, And so that's why you need to ask yourself the question, what is the one thing I could do that either makes everything else, you know, not important or uh, makes everything else just less valuable. Like if this one thing got done and I only could turn that in, uh, maybe I have to get everything else done later on, but no one's going to be upset at me for that because this high value thing got done. And, And so that's how I try to think about it. But hey, If you love your to-do list, if it works for you, I don't want you to take anything I said in this episode as you need to stop. Like if the system works for you, use the system. I just know that I've personally struggled with to-do lists. And so it's important to me to try out alternatives. And, And I recommend that you just give it a shot. Seriously, what do you lose? There's probably great ways to integrate your to-do list with one of these other things or all of these other things. Uh, Maybe using a to-do list to identify tasks and then plugging them into your calendar later on. And in full, full transparency, recording this episode is actually one of the items on my to-do list for today. And so I I understand how ironic it is that I'm doing an episode about why to-do lists suck. And yet I made one uh, for the purposes of getting myself to record the episode on why it sucks. Um, So it's it's definitely not a perfect system. But the goal here was just to uh, highlight some of the flaws in a to-do list and, and point out how you could tackle them or how you could think about them. And hopefully you can build your own system from that. So a couple of resources that I recommend that I pulled from for this episode. Uh, So there's an article by James Carberry. It's posted on the Huffington Post. It's titled Why You Should Stop Using To-Do Lists and What To Do Instead. Uh, So that I pulled a lot of the stuff about 41% of tasks uh, never get done and the Zagarnik effect and so on and so forth. I highly recommend you give that a read. Uh, The second article is titled Benefits of Using Project Management Software. 
software. It's written by Dennis Kayser and it's published on Forecast. And uh, a lot of that is my recommendations for using a project management tool, hence why I pulled that article in. And then finally, the third article I recommend is titled The To-Do List. You're doing it wrong. Here are five alternatives. Uh, He is the director of marketing at Buffer. His name is Kevin Lee. Kevin, Kevin, I don't know, it's K-E-V-A-N, Lee, and it's written on workawesome.com. Highly, highly recommend you read that article as well. And you can find all of these articles as well as anything else uh, that will help you in the show and also the link to that fresh books sponsorship by going to gregclunas.com slash two zero three. That's gregclunas.com slash two zero three. Head over there and you can find everything that I talked about in this episode. So with that said, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. It means the world to me. If you have not joined the Facebook community yet, head over to Facebook.com, search uh, Tiny Leaps in the search bar, or just go to Facebook.com slash groups slash Tiny Leaps. Find us, request access. It is amazing the stuff that's happening in that community. And uh, again, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe, hit the subscribe button. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe. It's incredibly important and it means the world to me. I've been Greg Clunas. And as always, remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day. Every day.